0: Hello, welcome to the 110th episode of Just Shoot It, a podcast about filmmaking, screenwriting, and directing. I'm Matt Enlow, And I'm Oren Kaplan, and today we
1: have Bobby Miller on. He is a director that has a feature film that is out by the time you are hearing this podcast. It is called The Cleanse. It premiered at South by Southwest. It has Johnny Galecki and Angelica Houston and a bunch of other awesome cast members. And it is a kind of crazy supernatural fantasy about people that are
0: trying to find themselves and... Get rid of all the negative stuff in their life. Yeah, if you like weird puppets and magical realism and comedy and drama kind of all mixed into one, this is your uh, sweet spot. Bobby has a ton of really interesting insights. He's kind of like us in that he started in the internet. He was kind of around for the early, you know, boom of YouTube and figuring out how to make a living and finding an audience online and kind of parlayed that into... Uh, I've hit Sundance short and then also a uh, feature film. So if you want to follow that path, like I think most of our listeners do, this is a great episode for you. I really enjoyed hearing all
1: the steps he took to get his movie made, which go beyond writing a script or finding a producer. It's you know, It's creating a whole package, which is really interesting. But before we talk to him, we want to say thanks to our new patrons.
0: We started a Patreon last week, and we already have a few patrons. Yeah, thanks, everyone. This is, it's such an awesome thing to see. I know it feels like, ah, it's a couple bucks, it's not a big deal. But like, it really does mean a lot to us, and it really is going to help. The show grow in really significant ways, so we just wanted to say thank you. Single out a few people who have already become patrons of our Patreon.
1: Yeah, we got Ryan Moulton, Jonathan Finn, Holiday, Nathan Blackwell, Nathan Presley. Who Nathan Presley, by the way, is the guy I told you about, Matt. He saw me at Starbucks. He like just heard my voice. Oh man, and double like, shout out! Hey, uh, do you have a podcast? And I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, I was just listening to it on the way here. Seriously, we are really excited about the podcast and about meeting our fans and. You know, we brought a producer on recently and we have our editors and we think that uh, the Patreon is just going to help us be able to focus on this a little bit more and hopefully up our production value and keep making sure we get
0: guests consistently that are good and interesting to you guys. And also live events. That's kind of the other thing we haven't talked about enough, but like we're aiming to do live events every quarter. So we had a really great, successful one at the beginning of the year, and we want to start bringing those back more regularly. And so that's part of the master plan. We've got a lot of big, exciting stuff happening, and the Patreon is really helping to um, shift our priorities so that we can think about the bigger things while the, the show itself is taken care of and that the people who are helping make it are compensated properly so thanks everyone cool so let's get into it with bobby miller hello bobby miller welcome buddy
2: hi thanks
0: you're on the podcast i'm on it you did it so bobby you i always lump you in in my mind with like like new york like tumblr internet startup guys i always imagine you guys are all in the same building just you, all on the streets just of all your streets City. You. you're walking here and you're making internet videos at the same time. Uh, so you you worked for Next New Networks, which was bought by Google, right? Yeah. Uh, doing a show that some listeners I'm sure will be familiar with, uh, Indie Mogul, right? Yes. Which was kind of like a DIY, like how to make movies in your backyard sort of show that I think inspired a lot of people. And we had uh, Justin Johnson who was on the show when they relaunched it relatively recently. But so you were in New York and uh, you made a short film called tub right yeah and that kind of was your breakout you were kind of working in the internet and this was kind of like your first bona fide festival hit tell us about tub
2: so um tub is about a guy who jerks off in the shower and accidentally impregnates his bathtub so uh, it was slightly different than the stuff I was doing at Indie Mogul. Sure. Because I, I, I started, I was like an on-screen personality. Sure. Yeah. Know. Yeah.
0: You were like hosting. Yeah. You were like, hey, kids, this is how you show someone to blow your head off or something. Yeah. Here's how to blow your head off. With a watermelon and some paint. Yeah. Yeah. That is like the
1: classic BTS shot, right? Yeah. We're going to shoot him with a gun and then we're going to blow up a watermelon. Yeah. And We're going to cut those two things together. Well, anyway, back to yes. you, so you made Tub so while you're you were like, at Indie Mogul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and where did and, that premiere go And wait, when so. we say made it, you like wrote and directed it? Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: And that went to Sundance. You, did you go to film school? Um, I did. I went to uh, Columbia grad school in New York.
0: So you went to Columbia, um, and you made this weird movie that was in Sundance. But was it like a thesis film, or was it just on your
1: own?
2: I did it for the love of the game, really. Uh, I di- I didn't have to because we. I, I just need to make uh, to write features to graduate because I chose to like screenwriting concentration. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just did it because I wanted wanted to.
0: Were you in school when you made it though? I did. Yeah. Oh, I gotcha. Cool. That's
2: great. So were you doing the next new stuff while you were in school as well? Yeah. Oh, yeah,
0: that's a good gig.
2: That's yeah. No, it's great. Cause I was just shooting these little web shows in my apartment and going to, you know, film school. How did you get that job? Justin Johnson. We were internet buddies, uh, who made videos and he was like, Hey, you're funny. I'm in New York now. I'm working at next new. Why don't you come Come work work. over here? Wow. It was that simple. That was like pre like almost pre YouTube. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But the internet was a fun time back then. It was like, yeah. You know, yeah, you, you kind of
2: knew everyone. That was right. There's yeah. like, oh, the, the the, there's seven people making funny videos. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Right. Cool. So, uh, what happened after Tub? You got into Sundance. That pretty much means you've made it, right?
2: That means you made it. You get a three-picture sure. deal. You're rich. Yeah. yeah. Rich. The gates of Hollywood just open to you. <laughs> um, the reality is, I moved out here uh, to LA. To mo- yeah, sorry, moved to Los Angeles. Uh, thought I could do that next new network job it didn't pan out and I lost my job I was unemployed for the first like six months out here I didn't have a car and went on general meetings mm-hmm. you know
1: just like you were looking for the subway for like yeah. two months I
2: was like where's the I know there's a subway here right <laughs> yeah. um and just went on a bunch of general meetings meetings where they were like we really like tub." And uh, you know this new script is really weird. It's not for us. So and that was this like was Clans. This yeah. was cleansed So you were shopping. Yeah. Oh, cool. So yeah, it was a lot of that. How did you get those meetings? Actually, a manager assistant saw Tub at Sundance, mm-hmm. and then after like months of emails back and forth, she was like, "Hey, I'm a manager now." And I was like, "Cool. I happen to yeah. need one." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And that's how that. It's pretty
1: amazing how much that happened Like it's like so obvious that it would happen, but it's like kind of surprising sometimes when it does happen because you're like, "Well, the manager won't return my calls, but the assistant will talk to me." Yeah, and then then the assistant becomes the manager. Yeah, sure. It's like
0: well, and the assistants are the hungry people, right? Like a manager more or less has their roster already, so like they're not looking for more people. They're just trying to get. The people on their roster jobs already so it's like who who's the next person who there's kind of two types of managers
1: there's the ones with assistants and the ones without assistants the ones without assistants are pretty hungry too (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) but yeah if your manager has an assistant then be nice to the assistant
2: obviously
0: um so you were taking generals right yes um and you're, you would come you're in, broke, with, basically, right? Mm-hmm. And you'd come in with the script.
2: So I think my critical error was I didn't have a script as soon as I moved out to Los Angeles. Um, it was like, hey, I have this idea for the cleanse. Mm-hmm. And, and it was, so it was a couple months until the script was ready.
1: Can you tell us, like, how would you pitch the idea? What's the
2: idea? Yeah, I mean, I think I was just telling people it's about a group of people go on this retreat to cleanse themselves. And, you know, the drink that they drink to do to do that, to get rid of these toxins, you know, makes them sick. And they vom up cre- vomit up creatures that represent all the negative aspects of themselves. And that was, that was my elevator pitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, people, of course, they want to read that they don't right. necessarily want to make that
1: right right and do they ask you i'm assuming the first question is like are is that really happening or are they imagining it is it like
0: a right a spiritual
2: yeah some yeah some people ask that i mean
0: what well, my first question was yeah. like is this like a ayahuasca thing do you know what i mean like yeah uh, like is it a drug trip thing well
2: it's weird which is an annoying question I'm i sure. didn't even know about that until we were literally in pre-production yeah yeah like i didn't i'm so dumb and naive with drugs i was like what's what's an what ayahuasca thing yeah, yeah. so um, i didn't even know about it until like
0: while we were young or while we we're young what hadn't come out yet basically that's like, yes yeah, yeah. oh yeah yeah, yeah. The mm-hmm. togetherness also had a pretty good ayahuasca oh really yeah episode.
1: i think
2: it's, mad men too right is that right oh man yeah going around
1: yeah it's the cool <laughs> thing to put in your movies well so let me ask you a question because this is something I'm dealing with now so you had made tub got the Sundance thing you got a manager pretty much from it you moved to LA you have an idea for a movie I'm assuming you have like a lot of ideas for a lot of movies like how do you choose which one to focus on or see did you I, only had
2: have... the o- I didn't have that problem because it was just like it's the it's this movie and you I, felt I like had, you the had the opposite to make problem. This. Yeah in fact i would i remember my manager the same manager after a year and a half of general meetings she was just like it's dead just don't, <laughs> don't you know move on. on that's really interesting yeah. and so i wrote other things but i was like this is garbage this isn't <laughs> what i want do." and i would it was so sad i would go back to the cleanse script on a pdf and be like oh i really like that <laughs> yeah, scene sure. You know. Wait, it's like late one night and you're like yeah, stalking its it Facebook up. page. You know, <laughs> so what drew
1: you to it? Or like what made you keep coming back to that idea?
2: I mean, for me, you know, as absurd as what I just said was like in terms of the plot, you know, the creature stuff. For me, what kept bringing back, me back was the fact that people who do go on these cleanses take it very seriously and take it as if like, if I can just get through these 10 days... I can get my life together. I can restart my life. And I th- I thought that was really powerful. And I, I read like diary entries from people who have gone through it. And uh, I I was like, yeah, we can, there's a lot of fun to be had here, but there's also something that I think could be kind of personal. And uh, that that's what kept bringing me back. And I kept thinking about the ending, uh, especially the same thing with tub. Uh, it's the endings that always are like, ah, I got to do this. Mm-hmm. Somehow,
1: so you had this perfect ending. Well, I don't know if it's perfect, but
2: it it like haunted me like I need to see that so yeah.
1: that's a that's a really good way to get people to watch your movie, right? <laughs> the ending haunted
0: me, yeah, you gotta it's, stick with it.
1: Yeah, hey, that's not bad. yeah, I get to use that more. I don't know endings to me are so hard, and so I guess if you do have kind of something that you're really
0: excited about, it's probably easier to write yeah I think it's also a real gift to um, know that which one is the one you know I think like of course you have like other jobs and you have to entertain other ideas and things but like if you if you have the luck and the conviction of being drawn back to a project over and over again that's a real gift right you know because like it's easy to get lost in other ideas or to abandon something because like people don't like it to like have the faith in that idea is really special yeah pretty much every month i'm like matt i'm really excited about this project i'm
1: working on and i like tell them all about and i pitch it to everyone and I get so excited and then like a week later i just have a different idea that i'm like more excited about and i think that's like the classic person that doesn't get anything done in hollywood (laughs) Uh. well i
2: don't i don't know i think there's also kind of a naive thing about it for me like the Mm -hmm. it being the first feature it was just like i didn't think about how hard it was to get made or anything like that Mm -hmm. I was just like well this has to be the first like now I I have that problem now more where I'm like Mm. what do people want yeah yeah what can I actually get made
1: even when you know that you shouldn't be thinking about that you like can't stop thinking about it yeah right because it gets to be this situation where it's more about the pitch than about the script right yeah because it's easier to get people that will listen to your pitch than your script and so you start like working on the pitch at least for me right because that yeah. that's the marketing angle right yeah. like how can i sell this in like 20
0: minutes when i'm talking to someone yeah yeah so so how um how did you make that next big step right so you have this idea you you like the script very much everyone's told you no your manager has been like this is a bad idea Wait, but everyone
1: like you've gone to basically like every studio and production company in town and they've all turned it down
2: um i mean for yeah sure
0: effectively right effectively. like yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, because it's a strange, strange movie. Sure. Um,
0: yeah. yeah. Spoiler alert. You got the movie made. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, no, it so ended like, up working out. Yeah. So I want to know, because I think that people will really be excited by this. Everyone's got a weird idea that like yeah. maybe they're afraid people are going to say no to and they haven't even had the chance to like show it to anyone. So you overcame that. What was that next step? How did you make that well,
2: leap? So here's what happened is I ended up getting an agent. And he casually was like, you should meet Jordan Horowitz. Mm-hmm. And and then he said to, like, Jordan, like, there's a script he has. You probably won't like it. Like, that's literally <laughs> famously what he said to Jordan. Wait, sorry. How did you get the agent? Um, that happened on a general meeting where it was like uh, – like your it, manager sent you up with them. I was a general meeting with like a junior executive and they were just like, Oh, I think you would like so-and-so as an agent. Are you looking for an agent? I was like, Oh yeah, I am. Spoiler alert. I don't have any reps <laughs> right now. So oh, we, we can get, we can get to that yeah, later. Yeah. But, get, um, I think that's helpful too. But yeah, um, it was something that I thought was dead. It got to Jordan. He flipped over it. Like everyone who and read who it, who is there. Jordan? So Jordan produced La La Land. You may have heard of it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So Jordan is, was an internet meme for a little while uh, for losing slash winning for La La Land uh, producing. Uh Uh-huh. He was the one that flipped it around and was like, all right. We love Moonlight.
1: Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um, So Jordan read it. He flipped over it and he, you know, he understood like he watched the brood like he watched Mm -hmm. Cronenberg films like his very encyclopedic film mind and so he understood all these things I was drawing from and uh, and just dug it and I was like wait before you read that script again let me read it cuz I haven't read it in a year everyone told me it's done (laughs) Let me read it because I probably have notes now. So <laughs> we both read it. I came with my notes. He came with his notes, and and we had like the same issues. And so we worked on it for about a a year, I think. Wow. Yeah.
1: So you were rewriting and sending him, and and he would you get like you were writing it,
0: and he was just giving you notes.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And
0: had he optioned it or anything like that? Was no. there any money in there between? Was no, yeah, yeah.
2: There was no money for me. Which
0: is okay, right? Like Yeah, Again, I don't... Does that happen? Do you get paid for things? Sometimes people get paid for things. I've heard it happens. I've never seen it. (laughs) The flip side is sometimes people will be like, well, they didn't even want to option it or we didn't have any paperwork or anything. This isn't real. Well, the reality is
1: if somebody comes and offers to buy the script from you while you're working with him on it, you could sell it, right? That's the... Right, and if he options it, you can't. Right. But since you guys... you Effectively, a lot of people told you it's dead right and this one person <laughs> sure. was interested and in he probably wasn't as scared of
2: losing it uh, yeah he was like a beacon beacon of light right in the darkness and
0: my point is just like it's kind of all gut level in terms of like is this real or isn't this like this movie it's awesome that it got made but it would have been feasible for it that it did it just didn't go anywhere and that's okay like sometimes you're gonna waste time on something that doesn't actually pan out but like that doesn't mean that it'll always not pan out
2: yeah and i mean at that point jordan had made a few films so it was like oh he's a real producer right yeah you know let um, me ask you he's not some
0: guy in a back alley like hey you got any
2: movies hey what's that weird script you got
1: (laughs) just because i think it would be interesting to our listeners so he saw the script and he flipped over it but did he also see tub like did he know who you were as a filmmaker also
2: he he saw it i think my agent sent tub with the script so he saw both of the Mm -hmm. things yeah
0: so that's kind of the door that opens the door and then you can kind of
2: for sure yeah yeah. and i think for for what i did with tub and the cleanse like just having a visual thing Mm -hmm. to show the tone that you're going after yeah because they
0: are companion pieces in a lot of ways Uh, for sure yeah okay so then once he came along I imagine that's when things start to fall into place.
2: Yeah. I mean, once we both were good with the script, it started getting out to actors. And then eventually I have a crazy theory of, yeah. of how this movie actually got going. Love so it. we went to some actors at an agency that I wasn't at at the time. And you know, the vine app. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. R.I.P. R.I.P. i hear they might be bringing it back actually say what yeah
1: it was only dead for seven seconds (laughs) nine seconds what's that six i think
2: so anyways i i did a joke kickstarter for vine which is six second videos and i tried to raise money for 89 dollars because i wanted an iphone attachment to go on i was like i need to make vine films and i didn't think kickstarter would approve this clearly joke kickstarter they did indiewire wrote an article about it the guy asked me you know what would you like to add anything i was like could you just say that i've been trying to make this feature just at the very end so he does it that weekend someone at wme says hey what's the deal with this feature script and i said i don't know but i'm repped at wme why don't you ask my my guys and then I swear to you that next week it was talked about in the company meeting and all of a sudden I'm meeting all these actors. But it was that that makes sense, actually,
0: and is totally bonkers. But that's how that shit works. That's insane. And
2: and it was a dumb video I made at two in the morning that my uh, wife, then girlfriend, was just like, what are you doing? And I'm like, it's funny, I think, you know, like (laughs) that is so excellent. I'm pretty positive because we couldn't get any movement at my own agency
1: for some reason. But so Jordan was already attached. Yeah. And you were trying to attach cast. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. So anytime I get pressed, I should just have them
0: add to the end. I was just
2: like, yeah, could you just
0: like that? He's working on a movie. My agent definitely doesn't listen to this show, but he would hate me for saying this. But I think that the way to manipulate agencies in general is to make them jealous of each other. Like if they they are worried that they're missing out, like, oh, fuck, this IndieWire article and they're talking about this movie and we rep this guy, what the fuck? Like, let's get this happening. Like, there's gotta be a little bit of blood in the water and then they get into it, but you can't, it's hard to manufacture it yourself sometimes. Mm -hmm. You can, like you said, you can email this guy like 80,000 times and be like, hey, let's make this movie happen. But like they've got to be nervous that someone else is going to scoop them,
2: mm-hmm. right. right? And make them look bad, basically. Yeah, basically. Yeah. 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 So
0: yeah. get an agent, make them look bad. <laughs> get your movie made. There you go. So then that's how um, you started attaching people, basically.
2: Yeah. I mean, once once it was once it got to actors, they were like, "What the fuck is this? I need to meet the person who made who wrote this."
1: Wait, was there? So did you know how much money you were going
2: to? spend making it, at that point. Um, n- I mean, we had a loose idea in our mind of like what we wanted to to make it for. Can
0: you say what your budget is? Was I don't proximity? think I can. I don't
1: think your specific budget is important, but what is, from my experience, is interesting, is that to attach actors, there's a difference between saying, hey, we're making a five hundred thousand dollar movie, can you be in it for scale, or we're making a five million dollar movie, will you? We we're going to offer you a million dollars, you know, like, can you talk to us? I then? mean,
2: as far as I know, no one was getting a million dollars on this, but it was, I mean, it was union. Um, and like, what? are
1: you giving actors offers and then asking them to read the script? Or are you asking them to, asking them to, I the honestly don't even know what you're asking really. Right. Uh, yeah, I guess a little pay bit, I play. guess. Yeah. Well, I guess, you know, I think a lot of people that are making a movie are like, well, if an actor just got my script i'd be set you know like if i could just get amy adams to read this script and she'd love it and and we could make it but there's like so many other steps that you have to go through before that happens right
2: you know i don't know a lot about what happened i i believe that it how was. how great is that huh yeah i didn't want to know because it would probably make me sad <laughs> well it's actually well
1: do you have any idea how they pitched you or are they like hey this is uh bobby miller he's a Sundance. He had a film at Sundance. Jordan Horowitz read his script and is attached and they're looking to cast actors. I
2: should say one thing that we did do was when Johnny became attached, we shot a little like teaser. And Johnny okay. Galecki is the lead. Johnny Galecki is the lead. From Roseanne. From Roseanne, yes. From Roseanne, yes. <laughs> and uh, Christmas Vacation. Yeah, that's true. I oh, love yeah. Christmas Vacation. I love One of my favorite movies of all time. Really? Oh yeah, watch it so many, probably seen it more than anything
1: so johnny galecki so johnny you galecki. attached him first yes and then used you, you teamed up with him to make a presentation to attach the rest yeah of the we
2: basically shot a scene in the movie with johnny and his creature kind of the first big mm-hmm. scene with them and we shot it in a cabin and that plus the script plus tub but, but really that teaser, I mean, we would go around to financiers and we'd open up the laptop and play it. And we'd see like grown adults, like just get little smiles on their face when the creature came up. And we were like, oh, this this, this is works. why you do that. <laughs> this oh, is why you make a little sample thing like that. That's really Wait, interesting.
1: Wait, so I have so many questions about uh, unpacking this. Um, was there a treatment that went along with this too? Like a visual presentation? Yeah,
2: yeah. There was a director's book look book or whatever and i had hired um some artists who i found online to do paintings of all the creatures mm-hmm. so i had a pretty detailed you know i i feel like with that and the and the short you know uh people were, got it understood what the hell i was doing
1: and what else was it? so you had paintings of the creatures and you have like a like tone book or
2: yeah. Oh, and there was a tone reel. I did a lot of stuff, you know, Right. and the but tone. Re-
1: I think that this is the thing that a lot of people are missing where they're like, I got the script and I can't attach anyone. And it's like, well, the script is just like one ingredient in this cocktail of the, of selling your movie.
2: To yeah. People. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Tone reel look book, the sample scene, uh, and the script.
1: And was the scene shot in a way where it could be used in the final movie or was it just for the pitch?
2: I think it was just for the pitch um, because it was also the first time we were messing around with the creature. The creature design changed slightly. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and who paid for that scene to be shot?
2: I think I could say this. I mean, Johnny put up money to shoot the scene. Wow. Yeah. I Good mean, he Johnny. he was a producer on the movie, you know. Oh.
1: Was that at that, when you meet with him to cast him, is it with the understanding that maybe he'll be interested in producing as well?
2: Um. It's... It was something that he came to us with initially. Oh, um, wow. That he is, was just super. I mean, that's very cool. We had like a very surreal, almost first date experience where we went to like, we went on a walk for like two hours and talked about the movie. So it was very strong, like, bond when we met. You were his Darlene. Yeah. Wait, so yeah. how did you. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I'm like really
1: getting into the minutiae here, but how sure. did you. You have a meeting with Johnny and you're like, hey, do you want to just like walk around the block? You want to get out of here? I,
2: I think he said it, honestly. I was following his lead. <laughs> yeah, sure. Because I mean, like, look, Big Bang Theory is
0: kind of the biggest show on TV. Yeah. yeah. Not kind of. No, I, think, I think it in, is. In a very literal yeah. sense, it is. Yeah. So, like, were you, you nervous kind of at all?
2: Were, I mean, I it was so exciting, you know, because like I said, it's a movie that everyone told you was dead. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you're meeting all these actors. So, I mean, I was a little nervous, but it was just a a really, really exciting time. Um, Did you tell him that you saw Christmas Vacation a ton of times? Like,
0: (laughs) did you tell him that you were a fan of, like, weird things?
2: Well, it's weird. I don't lead with that stuff. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't.
0: (laughs) It's not weird. No, no. It's not weird? No, it's not weird at all. Yeah, because you don't uh, want to come on too strong. You don't want to be like, oh, my God, I love you in this weird thing. Right. But But also, that's maybe the reason that you were drawn to him, right? Yeah. And but, I,
2: And I think for him, it's like, yeah, he's on the biggest show. <laughs> like he was drawn to this weird story, you know, and yeah and that, he had and, read the script already, when yeah, when he agreed to meet with you, yeah, yeah, and so he's a he's a really great guy and and someone who doesn't need to do this movie like right, clearly yeah, sure. doesn't need and to do a movie yeah, when like I this. said
1: nervous, I don't mean because he's like a celebrity, I mean because you a lot of your eggs are in his basket, right? Like you need him to like you in order for this
2: movie to happen well i mean not or to maybe sound not like a jerk but like we were i met a lot of actors like it was like like i said it was like pretty surreal
1: is there like an area in la where you can just see directors and actors walking around the block yeah, no. like, yeah. most feelers
2: <laughs> well actually
0: where did you I, go? i'm curious yeah where did i go yeah like what part of town
2: um I was told that I needed to find a place in like West Hollywood oh, for, okay. to meet actors. Oh really? Cause so sometimes I would say, I would suggest like Los Feliz and they'd be like, well, that's not going to work for so-and-so. So what's your,
0: what's literally, what's your spot? Like, Hey, let
2: meet me at. It was, uh, it was like Los Feliz cafe. I met a few people. Oh really? Is that, or cafe Los yeah, Feliz. That's yeah. in West Hollywood. No, that's the one that I would always try to get uh, people to go to. And then, that place
0: is great. Um, so, did you feel like if Johnny wasn't into your movie, you felt like there were other people who could get your movie made yeah. that wanted to do it, basically? Yeah.
2: Man, how special is that? It was a good time. It was a good time to be alive. I mean, it yeah.
1: sounds like the script is pretty good, right? Like, like people read it and they get excited about it.
2: I think so. I so. think so. I mean, and, and we were able to get just like, it just kind of went across the board, like the production designer who worked on all these big movies, mm-hmm. like, uh, what's it called? The alien movie. Name an alien thing. Alien. Guardians Uh, of the Galaxy. (laughs) No. But like big studio movies. And so he was was attracted to do something weird that he could just kind of get weird on. Um, Yeah.
0: I bet a production designer would be super excited about your movie. Yeah. How many creatures are in there?
2: Well, there's several stages of creatures. Mm -hmm. So there was different puppets for each stages. I don't know. Uh, Let's say... Six or seven, and
0: were Something
2: they all like covered that. with slime and stuff like that? A lot of KY jelly up in this piece, mm. yeah.
0: Any like strawberry jam or anything like that? No,
2: nothing. <laughs> they never surprised me with that.
0: Well, cool, man. That's an that's an incredible situation. So you so you get Johnny. You guys have this little love affair. You guys go <laughs> for a long walk through West Hollywood. Angelica Houston is in this movie too. Like, there's yeah, but we know it's the same story as Johnny. Like, now he's got all he's got the sizzle.
1: He's got the amazing
0: right? package. He's got any actor he wants. Once you get Johnny, you're but like, I mean, hey, let me ask an icon to be in the movie as well.
2: Sure. Yeah. 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 It was it's great like, let yeah.
1: It's okay if it was easy like, for you once you got the ball. Yeah. Rolled. No, that's great.
2: I would say the only role that was hard was uh, the Oliver Platt role mm-hmm. because they wanted to take shots at like. And no offense to Oliver Platt, but like big, you know, because it, it's a role that you could kind of glide in for a couple of days and glide right, like out. Like the Morgan Freeman or right. type of. So they, you know, the production company wanted to take all these giant shots at kind of big names like that. And so that was the only kind of hard part, but.
1: Well, so this is your first feature, right? Yes. How much of a final say do you have about this cast?
2: Not the final say. <laughs>
1: But they, they obviously have like a, they don't just want great performances and great characters, but they also want marketability. Yeah. Um, but do they say like, here's the three people we want to go out to, who do you like most? Or is it It, a little more? I
2: mean, it was a mix. Um, I would say for certain roles, you know, it all came from the agency, right? So Mm -hmm. the agency would send like, here's what we, you know, here's our folks.
1: So where, when, when, and where did you shoot?
2: Um, we shot in Vancouver and, uh, a couple years ago in the woods of Vancouver.
1: And it's just coming out now. Yeah. So you shot before La La Land
2: Oscar thing? Yeah. It's been a long journey guys. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, so, so from- as easy as it sounds, it still was a long journey. Yeah. Yeah. We're going oh, doing yeah. the fast forward version. I'm giving it, you like, the, like
2: the breezy the highlights, the breezy version, but it was, it was rough stuff. So then tell us a moment where it
0: was maybe at its roughest. Can you talk about like, did it ever all almost all fall apart?
2: Yeah. I mean, I was told by Jordan after we wrapped, he was like, by the way, this movie almost fell completely apart. Like three days before we started shooting. Like, and I was like, thank you for telling me this now, (laughs) you know, as we were wrapping. Did he explain how and why? He didn't get into the nitty gritty but I think it's like, you know, this arbitrary value system that they place on actors and stuff, mm-hmm. I think has a lot to do with it. Where like some, I don't know how this works. Some bookkeepers like this doesn't add up. This doesn't, <laughs> crun- you know, I'm crunching the numbers now. And, right. you know, it's so it's such an arbitrary system.
0: Yeah. I always joke that I've got a movie that my wife and I are working on that like we tried to a uh, cat attach some people all from a similar show and i was like oh if the head of marketing at this company just was a fan of that show we'd be wrapped already yeah it was just like oh have you heard of this person or not basically is kind of what it boils down to it feels m- more arbitrary than you want it to be like yeah. you want there to be like an excel spreadsheet that we can all just download and look yeah at or like go, the okay. imdb
2: star meter yeah or exactly something. like oh, okay that makes sense so, so,
0: okay like yeah, this person's ten thousand. you can get a, you know if I was yeah, in marketing or whatever and it's under 50,000 we got a movie you know that'd be great yeah, yeah I mean
2: I, we talked with the casting director and, and she was like yeah you, you know, I think it was like Will Farrell or something they couldn't get a movie made with him and then like two months later it was totally fine and it's just like there's no <laughs> there's no real hard and fast rules
1: right I was gonna say if I was in marketing and it's easy to say since I'm not in marketing but I feel like the most important thing for me would be like what does the trailer look like you yeah. know, like, how does this story, is this story captivating in like two minutes, right? And then can we get ideally recognizable people? But, you know, when you start building a cast of like all these recognizable people, like doesn't matter if you have two or seven, like, I, right. I don't know that that right. makes a difference. Yeah. Uh, do, do two
0: sort of famous people equal one famous person? No. See, I, don't I think matter. one famous yeah. person is the best. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Unless they're not that famous, in which case you need two famous people
1: yeah Um, well cool so you shot in Vancouver how many days did you shoot for Uh,
2: I think it was like 19 and a half days yeah
1: that's pretty quick
2: yeah it sure is
1: (laughs) and you were doing all this creature stuff yeah and that was like puppets so it was like mainly practical
2: yeah Um, puppets animatronics there's a man in suit type rig that's exciting it's I mean it's just full out eight like anything 80s 90s practical effect movie yeah. like we were we were using it in this and the little you, arts
1: and crafts i like to say yeah yeah were yeah. you inspired by those movies like did you watch yeah i mean total recall or something and like
2: <laughs> <laughs> i uh i mean gremlins beetlejuice uh et and then as i got older uh cronenberg and john carpenter yeah. I got weirder weirder sure. and more adult
1: was there ever a moment on set where you're like, this just doesn't look creepy enough or it's not scary enough or it's not, or it just feels too fake?
2: I don't know because we, here's the thing is we had a, a DP who had shot all these genre films for like Blumhouse. So this guy was like my rock. And, um, and so even if it didn't look right in real life, mm-hmm. which it really never did. Was that problem? Uh, he could light the hell out of it, so like you mm-hmm. know, he can make up for it. But um, I mean, if you take anything from this movie, if you don't like the story, if you don't like anything, the effects are really good. The the I'm really proud of the the creatures in the movie, and
1: uh, I'm only asking because I've, I've had mixed experiences in the same field. Um, like how much. Did you get to see them before the actual shoot and give notes and get to modify them and test things out? Or was it a lot of like, OK, let's bring the creature out and hope it looks right?
2: Yeah, it was uh, there was some stuff I saw ahead of time and then others where it was like day of shoot. This is what it looks like. And I was like, oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let me change how I'm going to shoot this. scene. Yeah, then.
1: It was uh, supposed to be two feet tall, not two yeah. inches tall. But hey, yeah, we'll make yeah. it work.
2: Stuff like that for sure. And it's funny, no matter what, I feel like that always happens. Like right. no matter what you do, and I begged, I was like, "Please, we want. I want to do like camera tests and thing." Yeah, right. Dude, you're not going to get <laughs> sure. a camera test of your creatures. Um,
1: right. I mean, you had directed. I'm assuming other stuff other than tub. You well, obviously, you've done. You did all this stuff at Indie Mogul, but you had directed a lot of days on set before this movie. But being that it was your
0: first, yeah, feature, actually, yeah, what, what was your experience in between tub and? Uh, and cleanse like well how are you were you directing frequently or
2: like i mean it was all really diy digital stuff so like buzzfeed it was you make two videos a week you are every crew member mm-hmm. like i was just thrilled to have a monitor on set you know what i mean yeah, like right. that's where i was coming out of was yeah, yeah. just like it's so you're not doing band. a
0: ton of like like stuff where you had a crew of any size basically no. Yeah. I mean
2: Tub was really it. I couldn't get into commercials. I couldn't get into anything where there was like a crew. Like yeah.
1: you tried to get into commercials?
2: Um, I'm recently I tried and everyone was like, You can't <laughs> That was their advice, the commercial agencies. They're like, yeah, you can't unless you make commercials. I was like, Well how do I make commercials? It was just like a never ending.
0: These spec commercials is the answer yeah. unfortunately.
2: Oh well, then they were like, "Well, people don't. That's not they don't something, really like it anymore." Yeah, because it doesn't show that you can work with a client if you're just doing a spec commercial. I was like, "All right, never mind." Well, you're, <laughs> I'll well, go you're back supposed to, to, to make a spec videos.
0: commercial that doesn't that no one would guess is a spec commercial. Well, so hold on, real quick. So you're you go from not really having a ton of crews into shooting a feature film with a full crew and a monitor and all the stuff that you've always dreamt of and animatronic teams and stuff like that famous people what's a thing that you wish you had known at the beginning of that shoot
2: my honest answer is i think whenever you're presented like you're constantly presented with problems every day Mm -hmm. like you can't shoot this you can't shoot that And a lot of the times my attitude was always like I'll work around. I'll be you know, I'm the Mm -hmm. good boy I'm gonna work around in this box and I think sometimes you just have to say No, I can't no we have to do it this way.
0: (laughs) Did you know? Looking back. Did you know the times where you? uh, Should have said like could you tell that you were making the wrong decision and what you were a good boy? Anyway,
2: it was really just kind of making your days, right? Mm -hmm. So there was stuff and luckily there's like a silver lining to this because we ended up getting pickup days mm-hmm. to fix some of these things. But it was, yeah, you're leaving a scene and you're like, "Oof, I don't know if I got everything. Yeah. And, th- and that, that happened a, a few times. And how
0: frequently had you actually gotten it and everything was fine? Relative to... Never. No. Uh, no, no <laughs> sure. I mean, that would be an okay answer. No, you no. we I mean?
2: I mean, for the most part, everything, you know, we got the scenes, but um it was just stuff where it's like, right you I mean, know, 19 and a half days, half of the movie is practical effects with a company that had never worked with practical effects. Like my AD on the first day was like, why are these effects taking so long? And I'm like, dude, they take like three times as long yeah. as human beings. Yeah. Because there's not right. a
0: computer
1: who's going to fix it. Like yeah. It. <laughs> but is a person who's directed and edited and done so many videos you're at this point regardless of like what the budget is or anything you're a person that has like a good idea of whether you have the pieces for the scene to work or like you know you can always play out the whole scene in a wide shot but that's might not be what you want yeah and I
2: I think for me the stuff uh that I'm critical of myself when I see the movie is like oh there's stuff where I did coverage here Mm mm-hmm and everything else in the movie is like very measured moving shots and stuff like that and so i see that as like as an as a second time out i would try to figure that out on my feet a little better you mean i'm, I'm being critical of the film go see the movie sure, no, sure. No, but but dude is,
0: the ending is horror it just it. it's just haunting it's haunting um, but no, but these are the lessons people want to know. So yeah. you're saying you defaulted to standard coverage sometimes. and you Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically. Because yeah.
2: when you're up against it, it's like, I need to come out of here with a scene. I can't. Right.
0: And by the yeah. way,
1: you know that most people that watch the movie don't care oh, no. played no it one, in a wide shot. No, no or one cares. Literally no one cares. <laughs> right.
2: Literally no one cares. Did you
1: see Project Greenlight? I, we talk about this all the time. But do you remember uh, the newest season? He did reshoots and he really fought to reshoot this one shot because it was, like, a little overexposed. And they're like... Was this you're... the guy who chose film? Over... Yeah. Okay, yeah. They're like, your whole movie doesn't work. Do you not want to shoot a scene that fixes Bobby the story? and I are on the same <laughs>
0: team on this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> when well, it was,
2: like, you could shoot on film or you could have days, I was like, you pick days. You, you, always, pick pick days. Days. <laughs> you <laughs> always pick days. You always pick days.
1: But that's a guy that pushed back on his producers. Yeah, in the Listen, wrong direction.
2: So that's what I mean, like... I, I, did you try to watch that movie?
1: Yeah, it's not it's not amazing. Yes, but I actually thought the season of Project Greenlight was really oh, good. Oh, the season is oh, great. And, yeah, because it is the classic director versus producer relationship just playing out in front of you. Um, and yes, those relationships can be constructive and positive also, but it just shows you how the business of film and the art of film are just like always working against each other. Yeah. And it's perfect example. I don't know. i I really loved it. Yeah. Before we end any other like kinda yeah,
0: good takeaways. lessons from but, yeah, from the shoot. Travel back in time until young Bobby Miller. Sixteen years ago when you first started this when movie. I,
2: Sixteen years ago. The light was still in my eyes. <laughs> any other lessons? Just have fun out there, you know? No, I don't know. I don't know if I have any. I mean, it's really, you have to, it's all cliche stuff, but it's like, you have to, you have to trust your gut and you have to pick your battles. And, uh, my whole thing was like, I, like there was a joke that, uh, the effects person started of like, is there anything that could get Bobby to actually like raise his voice? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I was like a gentle lamb on set. (laughs) you know um and i think my takeaway would be yeah maybe use your <laughs> yeah, maybe raise your voice <laughs> maybe raise your voice that's really while. interesting
0: yeah i, I cuz i think that i don't want to speak for orin but i think it's probably true we both are in that same position of like there's a there's a common thread in filmmakers of like being good kids yeah. you know of like ah, oh, we're a students like we do a good job and you know we want to you know, follow the rules to, or or for some reason, there's a reason you don't want to ruffle feathers. You'll like work around things. You'll make it work. Right. There's like a little bit of that in everybody, I think. And so it's interesting to learn your own limits of like, when you need to step up and say, Hey, this is how I want to do it. And I want to be a, a monster for a second if it. If that's what it takes. Well, you just
1: have to be okay with not everyone liking you all the time. Yeah. Probably one of my, best moments of my career was uh I was shooting my first feature we were like halfway through we were shooting into high school with like all these extras and we'd finished shooting the scene and the actor the character just walked out of the scene and we'd gotten like a you know wide of him walking out and I just wanted like a you know slow motion like tr- like a uh, leading shot looking back at him as he's walking out and it's like he's not doing anything in He's just walking out and we mm-hmm. see
0: You've got it. The scene is covered already, yeah. basically. And the
1: AD's like no we can't we're way over we're paying overtime we gotta go I'm like can I just get this one shot and he's like no we can't and I'm like dude let's just do one shot and you know I'm like motioning to the DP while I'm trying to the AD to start getting (laughs) played and he's like the AD's like pissed at me because I'm like kind of going around him and I'm like okay well we're pretty much set up let's ready and action and of course nothing's in focus and it's horrible and the AD's like that's it we're done we're done I'm like no we're not done you know and I fought whatever And I didn't even know if the shot worked and it was kind of dark and out of focus and wasn't really lit. Right. And the people in the background aren't really doing the right thing, but we got it and it's in the movie. And then at the first test screening, the AD came to me and he's like, Hey, yeah, I think that shot really helps that scene a lot. You know? (laughs) And I was like, yeah, like because on set, everyone was against me. The DP was on my side, which I think is an advantage. And when you have that, it's like, it's better than yeah. being all alone. But like the whole crew was against me. Yeah, All the extras were against Like everyone was like.
2: Even the extras? <laughs> well, yeah. Because like, they, they want to wanted, wanted to go home. home. Yeah.
1: Um, and the AD had worked on a million movies before. Yeah. So it's like, like. And everyone knew that it was my first movie. So I just kind of felt. That's excited. the other
2: thing. That's the other thing. Is you're surrounded by people who have all made movies. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, they must know best, right? Sometimes yeah. they don't. Sometimes, they, Sometimes don't. they don't. Yeah. And
1: by the way, also, if the that shot didn't make it into the movie, it doesn't mean that we shouldn't have shot it.
0: It just means that I wasted everyone's time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. And you but, waste people's time constantly. Like, most shots don't make it into the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you just have to get over that idea. Like, I had an AD once tell me that you have to ask people. You have to get used to asking people to do things they don't want to do. Yeah. That's, that's most of the making movies. You know? Yeah. Like, they'd all be in bed. Like, if they, if, if, you know, they'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll just uh, hang out and uh, eat chips and have, like, a three-hour lunch if, like, we allowed them to. But that's not yeah. the way the job works, yeah. you know? Yeah. On that same movie, I had this
1: idea to do all these, like, closed-frame shots, you know, where, like, it's, like, a profile shot. But instead of, like, f- leaving space open in front of the actor, mm-hmm. you leave it behind the actor. So they're kind of really close to the edge of frame, looking at the edge of frame. And I, and I was like this is so representative of the character they're so alone it's like no one is with them they're they're closed in and I shot a, some version of that shot in, in almost every scene and like literally like the first scene that we used it in my wife saw she's like oh that's weird <laughs> and I was like well it's kind of like look we did a matching thing on the other side and she's like yeah that's also weird and she, she just like kept thinking it was weird and I just ended up not using one of those shots but we spent a ton of time shooting them yeah. so you know that's just it, how it is. It, I it probably w- okay. probably would have won yeah, Sundance if I would have kept in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Damn it, wife. Um, well, cool. What's next for you?
2: Um, well, I don't know. Uh, I've been just writing a lot. I, I have two TV things and a feature. And uh, hopefully people will, will want to read them. That's my hope. Yeah, that's
1: exciting. And do you feel like the people you worked with, Johnny and Angelica and Jordan and your eight, your reps, I guess, maybe not your reps. Um, Yeah. But do you think, are they now resources for you going forward for making more things?
2: I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That's my honest answer. And my, my rep ended up leaving. I switched agencies. I followed him over to an agency. He left. And, uh, and now I don't have a rep. So I was like, that's cool.
1: But you probably write. could get any rep, right? Since you're in this kind of great moment. Your, your movie's you about to come out. You would think so.
2: You would think that. Have you tried? Have I tried mm-hmm. to contact reps? Well, I listened, I listened to your podcast. Oh, good. With, about reps. And I was like, oh, I wish I listened to that beforehand because I wouldn't have emailed any reps because <laughs> <laughs> no one will email you back.
0: Sure. Um, well, the good news is, like, you can still go and. Cold, right? Like, they, they didn't even read it in the first place. So, it's yeah. like, you can still get an intro from someone or something. Yeah, yeah. No, it'll be like, oh, boy, Bobby again. No, oh, this know? guy. Yeah. He won't ever stop. Trying Mon- to ghost
2: this dude. Yeah.
0: Well, how's the movie being released? There's a theatrical?
2: Yeah. it'll It's uh, limited theaters in the U.S., like 10 theaters. And um on the same day, May 4th, you can also get it on the usual iTunes, Amazon, sure. on-demand cable. So, day
0: and date, VOD, and theatrical. Yep. Cool. It's called The Cleanse. It's called The Cleanse.
1: Cool. So people can find it pretty much anywhere movies can be found.
2: If you go to The Cleanse Film or Let's Get Pure.com, they both go to the same thing. And if you see the movie, you'll understand what Let's Get pure.com's is all about. There you go.
0: Yeah. So you can check it out. Maybe you get to see it theatrically. If not, you can see it on iTunes or Amazon
2: or all the Just places. Just see it. You know, it doesn't matter anymore. Just see it any any, <laughs> any, any place you can. Yeah,
1: if you want to see especially if you want to see an example of a movie that really ends well. Yeah. It's yeah. got a haunting ending. Um, <laughs> I think,
2: I don't know. No, we'll find I out. think
1: uh, and yeah, email us or tweet at us if Genuinely, you, if you though,
0: disagree about our what about just let us know what you thought of the ending. Yeah, let us know. And also uh the trailer will be on the uh com, so you can check that out and you can decide uh, whether or not you want to see the movie. I'm sure after seeing the trailer you'll be like, "Oh shit. I gotta check this out. You've learned so much from Bobby. I think everyone's gonna go check it out. I hope. Let us know. So before we end, we usually
1: end our show with a segment called "Unpaid Endorsements."
2: Unpaid endorsements. Um, got
0: something, man? Yeah, I've got three actually. First off, is do you guys remember um, a few months back? There, like, the ultimate road trip went viral. Do you guys remember this? There was like mm-hmm. a, um, a handful of websites that would p- show you basically a Google Map route of like optimized to hit all fifty states, and then one that was just like all of the good one, like good spots <laughs> that would do like a fifty <laughs> state. None of the <laughs> shitty states. You, you yeah, it, You maybe you know you kind of dip into. You well, know, you have to put who you voted for for president, <laughs> and sure, it recommends for, the. Yeah, exactly. States. But it, but it basically, like two optimized routes for road trips basically and so i was thinking about going on a road trip and um and and looked up those maps and realized that the person who does it this guy randall olson who's just like a quirky mathematician who does all sorts of like fun projects like that so he did the um awesome road trips but he also wrote like an algorithm to figure out where waldo is most of the time stuff like that so if you check out uh randallolson.com for weird like math based quirky projects it's a real delight genuinely i'm not selling it as (laughs) as hard as i should have that's cool um so i recommend that and then uh the show barry on hbo i'm really really enjoying right now that's like incredible it's pretty good especially if you hang out with actors that's true yeah yeah being we're both married to actors so that that's helpful um but it's really awesome and i think you can still catch up before the finale that's great and then my last one is uh, making salsas at home. I've gotten really into making salsas at home. It's the summer of salsa. That's what I recommend doing. My mom makes, uh, she has a lot of tomato plants, so she makes a lot of salsa. And it's it's amazing. It's so much better. It takes 10 minutes to do. You just need like a handful of ingredients. Make salsas at home, you guys. But salsa yeah. is a little bit like pizza, where like the bad salsa is still pretty good. Yeah, sure. Bad salsa is yeah. not not that bad. Like pace is not that bad. But homemade salsa is totally worth making. Bobby, you got
2: anything? You tell me if this has already been talked about before. Sure. Um, the Highland app. Are you familiar with Highland? Oh, have we talked about Highland?
0: Yeah, we did. Get,
2: but All that's right. okay. It's still great. Tell us why you like it.
1: Yeah, I don't know if we've ever endorsed it. We've mentioned it. Sam Reich. He I endorsed a New it. New York guy. Yeah, yeah. It's it. these New York guys yeah, with their
2: yeah. apps. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's
1: like more fit for New York writers. It's like if you're yeah. kind of pretentious. You don't want to sell out with the final draft.
2: <laughs> well, the thing is, is you eventually work in vi- it's really for first drafts. Yeah. And, and, and it's like it gets your head out of thinking about formatting, you know, screenplays. So I really like it for first drafts because you just you're kind of free in a weird way because you're not you're, the editor brain is getting taken out of it Mm -hmm. and you're just like yeah it's just brain vomit and then it gets sort of into a screenplay yeah
1: i should try i have it i bought it because it lets you reverse pdfs so you can take a pdf of a script and turn it into a final draft
2: file and i've been using the highland 2 beta oh and it's dope well, oh and it has a little it has a little timer on it now so like say you're like i need to do six pages a day or whatever it is it'll it'll just kind of keep track yo
0: how did you get into that beta
2: <laughs> i think anyone can oh really <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah but it's a i i just got an email that's like we're gonna we just got accepted to the app store it's gonna be like out to the world soon so oh man i'm very excited island about 2 is definitely a step above Highland huh. one, yeah.
1: And do I, will it cost money to upgrade?
2: I don't know. I think he charges like 5 or $10 or something like that. Um, I know, oh, right?
1: Jerk. He already has a hit podcast. Now he wants money. <laughs> Speaking of which, you guys should check out our Patreon page. Uh, Patreon.com slash Just Shoot It Pod. Um, but seriously, my endorsement <laughs> is... uh I read this article and we'll post it. It's a really short article, but it's about A Quiet Place. Have you guys seen that movie? Yeah. Um, it's pretty good, right? Yeah. You know, it's about these aliens that have supersonic hearing. And if you make any noise, they will come and kill you. And so it's about this family. They have a deaf daughter. So they're speaking in sign language. So they're kind of one of these few families that have survived because they know how to communicate silently. And it's the article is an interview with the writers talking about how they came up with it. They were like really inspired by like Buster Keaton and Charlie Chaplin and all these silent films. And they wanted to see if they can find a mechanism to make a, like a modern day silent film. This was like their idea. And I think anyone watching it's like, ah, it's so simple. It's so good. It's so well done and made a ton of money. Like I wish I would have written that, but they talk about how they pitched it for like seven years and every producer was like, it's just such a gimmick. It's like so gimmicky. Like why it's interesting, but no, not, it's not enough. And like, I don't know. I just like love reading those articles because every great movie, you know, everyone has said no no to to. for like seven years.
2: And you know what also is interesting? Did you peek at that script that they posted? It's like, it's very short. I want to say it's like 45 pages long and it, and it, and it chops up the script in, like, different fonts and stuff. Oh. Yeah, oh. it's interesting. I didn't peek
1: at it, but they talk about that in the article. We'll yeah. put the article on the website because they were trying to communicate sound. Like, if somebody steps on crackling mm-hmm. leaves or something, it's, like, such a big deal in that world. It's, like, a little comic booky almost. So they'll make a whole ah. page where it's, like, yeah. crunch, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just in the middle of the page and then the next uh-huh. page. I, I didn't see it, but you did. Probably. Yeah, yeah. So um, so anyway, uh, yeah, well, put, I think there might be a link to that. And they also made a short based on the movie before like John Krasinski got involved and stuff. So I don't know. It's just nice to see that all, even these like kind of smash hits out of nowhere, like had these. Have a journey. Yeah, yeah. Well, just that when somebody tells you your idea is bad, like, no, everyone's been told that, you know? Yes. Yeah. Um, so it's good to hear that. So. Cool. Well, um, we have a question for our listeners. Again, we've been asking questions every week this week. We are asking what is your favorite film related book? I think probably one of our very first unpaid endorsements was rebel without a crew, the Robert Rodriguez book, which kind of dates this podcast a little bit. I feel like we haven't talked about that book for a really long time, but true. There have been a lot of really great books that we've heard recently. The disaster artist,
0: Um, I'm going to stick by Understanding Comics is my favorite. Oh, my God. I read that one that Matt recommended, and I barely made it through. Everyone, you can read that book and then tell Oren that he is woefully wrong. It's incredible. So good. Weigh in. Let us know what your favorite filmmaking book is.
1: Let us know. Email us at justshootitpod at gmail.com or
0: tweet at us at justshootitpod, and we will... Talk about our favorite answers. We do have an answer. Oren, a few episodes ago, you asked what other things people should be carrying in their car as filmmakers. And John Finger wrote in. He said a 10-foot woven charging cable, which I, th- I like because they're a little bit more durable than your regular like plastic-coated ones. A 10-footer. He's constantly happy he has it. And he thinks that a three-pack was 12 bucks. Yeah i mean i guess
1: i guess 10 feet it seems like a little bit of an overkill but if you're like a limo driver and like the person <laughs> in the back seat's like hey
0: can you plug me in hey man 10 feet's perfect you that. can sit on the couch and still plug your phone in that's pretty good yeah If it it's in his jacket pocket so thanks john <laughs> thanks. Um, and uh let us know um on facebook and uh everywhere else what um what's your favorite um uh what's your favorite filmmaking book is So we'd love to hear your feedback
1: on this episode. Um, If you have any questions, comments, please email us at justshootipod at gmail.com. You can also check us out on Twitter. We're at justshootipod or Instagram. We're at justshootipod. We're also on Facebook. uh, And we'd love... all the things. An iTunes review if you get a chance. It was a really helpful... For us and to help people find us, uh, you can follow me at Smighty Pileg. And me, me at Mr. Matt um, And if we want to follow you, are you on Twitter or Instagram or anything?
2: What's this? No, uh, yeah, I'm on all the all those things. Bobby Miller, I got in early on Twitter. Nice. Nice. Just Google me. I'm all over the place. There's no, it's not hard to contact me. <laughs>
1: but is it? You're an you're, open book. You have kind of a name that seems like it would be hard to Google.
0: Is that not true?
2: I, I pop up. I pop up. <laughs> You're I've been the working, Bobby Miller. I've been working it for a while.
0: Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, our music was provided by the Free Music Archive and the artist Jazar. This episode was edited by Jay McAuliffe. Our uh, webmaster is Ewan Williams. And our producer is Madeline Rosewatt. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Bobby. Thank and you. Bye. Bye.